Hello and welcome to the Pinch Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Newin. So today I want to talk about relationships and that's very much um, instigated because tomorrow, Saturday, we have the full moon in Libra. And if you know anything about astrology, Libra is represented by the scales. It's that energy of balance, of justice, but it's also very much around relationships. And so I thought it would be a good time to talk about relationships. There has been a lot of, let's use the word interesting (laughs) slash intense energies going on. Um, Very Piscean, very expansive. And that can sometimes leave us feeling like we're at sea, feeling overwhelmed by everything. And so I want us to come back to our own balance. I want us to find our own boundaries again. And this is very much, again, that energy of relationships. So I want you just to ask yourself right now, what relationship in your life is ready for transformation? It could be a romantic relationship, could be a friendship, could be a relationship with yourself. And I want to talk about that through the lens of boundaries. Everything we do in the world is an exchange of energy. Sometimes you are releasing all the energy, sometimes you're receiving the energy. But in relationships, as long as there is like a healthy flow of energy, knowing that sometimes you'll need more energy and sometimes the other person in the relationship will need more energy and, you know, time, resources, etc., that's okay because we trust that, you know, they've helped us, we can help them, they help us. And it's just that giving and taking, receiving energy. And that's as it should be. But I want you to think about where in your life right now, perhaps you feel like you are giving, giving, giving and giving. And that energy is actually, that relationship is actually draining you of energy. It's leaving you feeling depleted. When they pop up on your messages, when they appear on your phone, your energy goes, oh, because you know what's coming. And I think this is really important. Obviously, sometimes in our lives, our friends, our um, family, they go through times when they need more of our support. And that's okay. You know, of course we are there to support them. However, it cannot always be a relationship of give, 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 because then you end up in that energy of depletion. And when we think of everything being an exchange of energy, whether it's with a person, whether it's with the information you consume, whether it's the food that you eat, you know, whatever it is, I do think we are starting to realise that we are energetic beings. I was just saying this conversation earlier today, actually, it's like when I think of my grandparents, they, they're almost like a different species. When I think about what they, you know, how they would just talk about their own bodies, they would have achy backs, they would have achy knees, they would have achy hips. Today, what you hear a lot of people talking about is being exhausted, being burnt out, being fried, wired. And it's all that language of energy. So I want us to look at relationships through the lens of energy. And I don't don't want you to be a leaky cauldron, okay? We're going to look at the energy of boundaries so that you understand when you are giving and you are doing so with love, with generosity, with joy. 
so that you can also receive the same. If you are constantly giving, 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 there comes a point when you are depleted. You go into your air quotes overdraft of your energy and then you end up being resentful. And that is never a nice energy to give from. The way that I like to think about this, and this will totally give away my age, is that the first flat I lived in had a coin operated electric meter within the flat. So you'd have to feed it with 50 peas. And obviously when it was empty, there was no 50 peas left in it. Um, There was no electric. And that actually happened. (laughs) The electric went out in the flat once, only the once, because I was actually in the middle of a shower. (laughs) And so you can guarantee I never let that, that meter go dry again, so to speak. And that's the same with your relationships. It's like you can, it's like your. how can you top your energy up with 50 Ps or the equivalent of wherever you live? So that that relationship, you have to be receiving something some of the time. Now, like I mentioned, sometimes, of course, people might have extended times when they need more of our support, but it cannot be a relationship where you constantly give, 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 give because that will just leave you depleted, resentful, frustrated. And like I said, nobody likes to receive that energy. So a a kind of fun way to check this out is to think about a friend and just imagine them stood in front of you. And just notice, does your energy move towards them? Does it open? Maybe you feel like a pull in your heart or an opening of your arms and your chest, and it just feels expansive. Now, that probably feels like a nice energy. If there was someone and you imagine them stood in front of you and your energy just like twinges or it feels like there's a shield going around you or it contracts, there is something in that relationship that is not healthy. That doesn't mean it can't be saved, absolutely. And we're going to go through a process like to work out what part of that isn't feeling so great. Um, And just notice who kind of contracts your energy and who makes you feel really expansive. You're likely to know those people in your life where they come to you and they're like, oh my gosh, everything's so hard right now. Oh my goodness. And they have a chat with you. They offload all of their gunk and all of their energy onto you. They leave the conversation going, oh my gosh, I feel so much better after talking to you. And now you're there going, oh my God, I feel exhausted. (laughs) And you just feel like you've like taken on all of their gunk. That's not a healthy thing, (laughs) at least not consistently. And one of the things I think we should get into the habit of doing, and if you can start doing this, it will transform those kind of relationships. Because if you can model it to other people, they hopefully will take your lead. And that is just to simply ask, if you're having a bad day and you say to someone, I'm having a bad day. Do you have the capacity to listen to me? Right. And so you are asking permission to like offload onto a friend. And they might say, no, we have to honor that no. But what you're going to learn from that or what you're going to experience is a really clean energy. And you're going to be like, okay, thank you. And then you'll go and find, you're going to ask someone else. And then somebody will say yes. That means that when they say yes, you know they can be 100% there for you. 
Yeah. And so they have the emotional capacity, the time, the space, the energy to listen to you, to hold phenomenal space for you. So you feel seen, witnessed and heard. If that person, if you just go up to someone and, you know, you may have had this happen to you and you're like, oh, my God, I've had such a terrible day. And you just go into your energy without asking that permission they might be having a really bad day of their own. You are consumed with your own. As you know, that's what happens because we're human. We offload to that person. They are feeling now more overwhelmed. Maybe you feel they're not listening to you or they're trying to like hurry you out the door. So now you don't feel witnessed. You don't feel seen. And now you, feel, you both feel a little bit annoyed at each other. Whereas if you had just said, do you have like the capacity to listen to me right now? Yeah. That makes such a difference. And if you can start doing that to your friends, to your family, the chances are they'll start doing it back to you. If you hear a no, you don't sulk. (laughs) You just go, okay, thank you. And then go on to the next person. And that might mean, you might mean two or three people away. But at least when you get to that person, you know they are ready. They are there to listen to you, perhaps with a nice British cup of tea as well. (laughs) And then... When somebody is offloading to you and you said, yes, I I have that time and space right now. Another really good habit to get into is to say, do you just want to vent or are you looking for a solution? Okay, because quite often we can jump in with a solution, but they're not ready for a solution. They're still processing how they're feeling. They're still untangling everything. Okay, and it might surprise them. They might be like, oh, actually, (laughs) I just want to vent. And that's great. Sit there, listen to them vent and hold that space for them. Share opinions if they want your opinions. Don't if they haven't asked for it. And then equally, if they're like, yeah, actually, I've got this issue. Um, I just, you know, I just can't sort it out in my own mind. Can you help me find a solution? Brilliant. You know, they are open and ready to receive that solution. Sometimes, obviously, it can be very frustrating if you can see the solution (laughs) and you want to tell that friend the solution and they're not ready to listen, again, that leaves you both frustrated. They feel that you're being bossy and you'll feel they're not listening. Okay, so just by starting that clear, boundaried communication can change everything about your relationships and make them really, really healthy. And that that place of knowing that you're held, knowing that you're witnessed and bring in that beautiful energy of, of sacred connection. Okay, so that's the first couple of things I just wanted to say about communication. Okay, let's talk about boundaries. Okay, so we have just modelled boundaries because, again, this energy of Libra is about balance, it's about harmony, it's about being more honest with ourselves. It helps us to feel safe, okay, safe to ask for help, safe to listen to your friend. Let's look at other ways that those boundaries might come into play. So you might have that one friend that is just continually offloading the same issue time and time and time again. And you're like, okay, enough. And you give yourself permission to say, I I hear what you're telling me. I don't think I'm the right person for you to talk to about this anymore. Yeah, we are allowed to put those boundaries in place. So go back to thinking about that person where your energy went, oh gosh, that was heavy. So we've got the people that like light us up and fill us up and nourish. The chances are 
those are the relationships that feel very reciprocal. They feel very, very Libra, very balanced, you know, very harmonious. Doesn't mean they're perfect and harmonious all the time, but generally the majority of that relationship is air quotes good. Okay. Now think about that other person that, that drains you. I want you, we're going to talk about uh, five, maybe four or five different types of boundaries. Because often we we hear people say, oh, just, you know, have better boundaries. And that sounds great. But it's like, how do you do that? <laughs> okay. And I know that we on this podcast, we've talked about boundaries before, but I don't think it ever hurts to talk about this because this is really important. We don't want to be a leaky cauldron. <laughs> we want to maintain our energy and consciously choose who we give it to, what we share it with, etc. So first of all, think about material boundaries. Think about the things that you own. Who takes your stuff without asking? Okay, might be as simple as someone, you go to your desk every day at work and your pen's always missing. And now you have to go and find another pen and it's just one of those little annoyances. Okay, doesn't seem like a big thing, but drip, 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 drip. Consistently, it wears you down. There's a little drip in your cauldron. Drip, 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 drip. That energy is going away. Okay. Who borrows your stuff and then returns it in a worse condition than they had it? Yeah. So think about your material things. And does that person violate your material boundaries? Are they taking your things? Are they not returning them? Are they returning them in a worse state? Maybe not. So that, then we move on to emotional boundaries. Oh, so sorry, what I should say is if it is the material boundaries, it's like, what can you do to assert that boundary? It could be to tell them to stop. It could be about locking your pens in a drawer. It could be about making sure that you're very clear that if your friend borrows it and it comes back in a worse condition, they will be replacing that item for you. Or you might just start saying, actually, no, I've noticed the last couple of things you've not borrowed, you've borrowed from me. I haven't returned or they've come back in a, in a bad state. So actually, no, I'm not going to lend this to you right now. Or you could just say no. Okay. Emotional boundaries. I think this is a particularly important one because we live in a world where it's very easy to have our our emotions, our feelings dismissed. Oh my goodness, you're just so emotional, aren't you? And there's almost that energy of shame where we don't want to be seen as emotional. And yet the irony is women are seen as emotional, but it's men that often use anger. And I'm like, hmm, okay, let's think about that. Anger is a pretty strong emotion. And yet it's women that are often deemed as like the, the irrational, highly emotional, highly emotional creatures. Now, I want just to remind you that your emotions are your superpower. Now, of course, an emotion should be energy in motion. There is no emotion that is good or bad, even though we can sometimes label them as good or bad. Emotions are simply signposts in your life telling you what's working for you and what's not. So maybe you feel something and you've labelled that emotion as uncomfortable. So you know whatever situation you're in, whatever's happening, is something that's not fully aligned with where you want to be in your life. It's not It's not one of the, one of the ones that you would label good. And so it means you're off path somewhere, you're off track somewhere. Whereas when you get signals in your body as emotions, 
and it's one that you would label good, you know that you're on track. It's like, what can you do more of? How can you do more of that in your life to keep you on track, to do more of that energy? So stop labeling emotions as good or bad. They really are just energy, but they are, start treating them as signposts. What's working for you and what's not? So when someone tells you, oh my God, you're so emotional, you can either just say, thank you. It is my superpower. Or you can just ignore them. <laughs> because often, particularly women, or I suppose actually any any emotions, I'm very biased because most of the clients I work with are women. Um, it's that energy of trying to shame you, trying to make you feel bad so that you won't, air quotes, make a fuss. And don't, don't allow that to happen. If someone tries to like accuse you of being emotional, because that's what it is, it's an accusation, unless they're saying, oh my gosh, are you okay? <laughs> what can I do to help you? Do you need some chocolate? You know, <laughs> It's like, if someone is trying to use it in a derogatory way, you can just tell them, why would you say that to me? Yeah. Or actually, I hadn't finished speaking. Or you're totally missing the point I am trying to make right now. And just keep bringing it back to the actual truth of the situation and cut through their drama, their noise that they're trying to use to shame you, to silence you, to not allow you to have a valid point. So if anyone ever tries shaming you, cutting you down, telling you you're too much, don't allow that to happen. Or at least if you, in that moment, you're just like, okay, I can't deal with this right now. Afterwards, when you have calmed back down <laughs> or later on, you can speak to them, you know, write them a letter, whatever feels appropriate to you. And just say, are you aware that when you do that to me, this is how it makes me feel. And then I can't express myself fully or whatever feels safe and appropriate for you to do. Sometimes people don't know they're doing it most of the time I would bet they do but just being able to assert that boundary and being able to have that conversation might let them know that you're onto them and that might be enough to stop them from doing it in the future okay so then you might want to have a look at your intellectual um, boundaries and in that let's include things like your values and so that's when someone tells you oh that's a stupid idea Okay, I was like, oh my God, why, why would you think that? Okay, it's dismissive and incredibly rude. Um, and again, you are allowed to have your thoughts and they're allowed to be different from other people's. You are allowed to say, oh, that's interesting. Why would you think this was stupid? Okay, and just again, call out that dismissive behaviour. This is one, the values piece of this is a really important one because often we can really not like people or they can drain us and we don't know why and it's this value piece. If you ever feel slightly annoyed <laughs> at somebody and you know they're not they're not taking your stuff without asking, you know, they're not being dismissive or rude of you that you notice. Ask them, ask yourself which value that you hold important to yourself, are they violating? It will often be a value. And that might mean that they have, I don't know, perhaps they have been dismissive of a behaviour that they that they see in somebody else. 
And so it's not been directed at you. So you're you're like, oh, they've always been really nice to me. But perhaps you've witnessed them being dismissive, talking about something or someone, behaving in a way that actually goes against what you hold important to yourself. So perhaps somebody is um, talking about a person in a particular way. And so they're not talking to you. Uh, They're not talking about you, even though you might think to yourself, oh, if they're talking about that person behind their back, what are they saying about me? That's valid. But also perhaps you're like, actually, I don't agree with that or I don't value that behaviour or maybe that thing that they're moaning about. You don't really mind that the other person does. Perhaps you're like, oh my gosh, you're not allowed to silence someone or actually you shouldn't judge somebody because of X, Y and Z. And you see that in their behaviour and you're like, oh, that's because it's crossing a, a boundary of mine, a value of mine. And that that can often, that's the one I often get caught up with. I'm like, why is that person like really annoying me? They've not done anything, air quotes, wrong. And then I realised it's like something that they're doing or something that it's usually something that they're saying about someone else. I'm like, oh, OK, that violates my boundary of like respecting other people. And I'm going to say, it usually takes me to go, why is that person annoying me? They've not technically done anything, air quotes, wrong, but I'm like, oh, it's a value issue. Okay, so watch out for your values. And if you don't know what your values are, it's really, it's a really important thing to know what you value, what's important for you. And there's, you can just Google value exercises or lists of values and like hundreds of words will appear. And just do an exercise where you've, come down to your top 10 values and then take it down to your top five values. And then, yes, I'm going to make it go smaller. Go down to your top three values. Doesn't mean you can't have loads of others, but what are your top three? So maybe you've got um, six and you're like, oh, Rebecca says I have to have five. Now, of course, being me, if you want to have six, you have six. You don't have to listen to anything that I say. Make it your own. But the more we can get down to a smaller amount, the the clearer we're going to be on what's important to us. And so you start going, oh, which one is more important to me? Joy or adventure? And you start playing off. It's like, oh, if I could only have one, which would it be? Until you whittle it down to three. And then think about that person who kind of like leaks your energy, drains your energy, saps your energy, all of that language. And then just ask yourself, which value are they violating? And I reckon like in 85% of the cases, it will be a value. If you haven't worked out immediately, like what, what it is about that person and what you can do to put a better boundary in place, I'm willing to bet it will be a, a, a value energy. <laughs> Which actually now brings us on to the energetics. So as you know, I talk a lot, a lot, a lot about the energy of things. And we've talked about like, where are you, where are you putting your energy? Everything in your life is an exchange of energy, is an exchange of power. From the books on your shelf, the laundry that sat on that chair in your bedroom, from the friendships, from the hobbies, from the, your to-do list, from the things you do, from the things you don't do. Some of that power adds you up, it adds your 50p's to the meter and some of it drains it. And it's up to you to notice what drains your energy, what pulls your energy forward and makes you feel expansive and alive. That's your 50p's. 
what makes you go, oh, that's taking away. And if you're not careful, you're going to end up in a shower with no water because the electric's gone off and a head full of bubbles. Not a good look. Um, <laughs> luckily, I did have a 50p just in case you were wondering. So I could finish off having a shower. Um, so where are those energetic boundaries? Where do you need to tighten those up? And there's lots of energetic things you can do. My favourite being the purple bubble. I know we've spoken about it before, but again, I think it's worth talking about again. So imagine a beautiful purple bubble surrounding your energy. You might want to think of it about like the, the width of your energy field. So if you put your arms out horizontal with the floor, that is where your energy system is. Okay, so if you imagine a purple bubble just surrounding that that energy around you. Now, a little boy said to me once, won't that bubble pop? And I said, no, it's a magic bubble. It's not popping. But we're using the colour purple because we're tapping into that violet flame of transformation. And I often think of this bubble as like our psychic immune system. So just like breathing, the purple bubble is always there. Just like breathing, we're always breathing. But when we bring our attention to it, we breathe better. We breathe in deeper. We exhale fully. We breathe right down instead of shallow breathing. And that's so much better for us. Like when we bring our attention to our purple bubble, it's like, oh, look, <laughs> I'm getting some attention and it works more efficiently. So what we're going to do is we'll put that purple bubble around us. And the idea of that purple bubble is that it Anything that comes your way that's not yours, it just transforms that energy. It doesn't let it get into your energy system. That purple bubble is like a shield around you. Not a shield as in like um, a castle wall and nothing's getting through. Because actually, again, we want balance. We want harmony. Things are coming in, but only the things that are good for you, that nourish you, that are for your highest good. Anything, just like exhaling, anything that's not yours, it just gently draws them out draws them out, takes them away. It's like, oh yeah, no longer needed. And out it goes. Okay. So that's important. So when you're with that person next that is draining your energy and, you know, maybe there's no material boundaries being crossed, no emotional boundaries, no intellectual boundaries, no value boundaries. And it's just like, oh, they're just one, you know, one of those energy vampire people that just like sap the energy out of a room. Just put your purple bubble around you. And just feel that purple bubble around you. And I often say, it's like, put an extra layer of paint on. So imagine having a paintbrush, a roller brush, even a trowel and a cement mixer if you want really thick purple boundaries. And just put that energy around you. And just imagine that purple swirling around you. And I often think about it in terms of a bubble. Because, you know, if you watch a bubble float through the air, it kind of moves, doesn't it? It shimmers. It's not static. Like the oil on the bubble just moves gently around and that's how I see your purple bubble it's just like just holding your space it's not being rigid but it's it's responding to exactly what you need in that moment and it just protects your energy and stops it from being drained now there's things that you can do like you know imagine roots coming out of your feet to ground and center you you could hold on to a stone carry a crystal in your pocket a dark crystal um, wearing red socks is actually very grounding because what we want is when you feel like you're losing your energy, we need you to come back to your senses. And by that, I mean, when we are grounded, when we inhabit our body, when we are back in our senses, it's very, very hard for us to be a leaky cauldron. It's very hard for other people to drain our energy because we are fully embodied. 
It's why you might notice that when you're tired, when you're run down, when you're overwhelmed, when you're really busy, you become more susceptible to other people's stuff, to their energy, to their dramas, to their crisis. It's because in that point, we're so busy moving forward, we're not in our body, or we can feel so depleted, we can feel like a shell of ourselves almost. And so other people can then interact with our energy more, they can get like more of a hold on our energy. So when we come back to our senses, when we can focus on being centred and grounded in our bodies, um, we are less likely to have other people take our energy and feel exhausted because of them. And I use the phrase come back to your senses because the way that you can get back into your body is to use your senses. Use your eyes. What can you see around you? What can you smell around you? What can you taste? And if you're ever feeling out of your body, a really good thing to do is to get a chunk of lemon and just obviously as long as you're not allergic and bite down on that lemon and that shock of that lemon like whoosh it'll bring you straight back into your body to feel something to hold that pebble to feel your feet flat on the floor to feel the the breeze against your skin all of that brings you back to your senses and back in your body so when that person comes towards you across across the corridor and you're like oh no here they come it's like imagine shields up back to your senses. So shields up with your beautiful purple bubble around you and back to your senses as you come back into your own body. Okay. And that will help you with your energetic boundaries as well. Um, so, oh, actually there's one, one more boundaries I wanted to talk about. And that is boundaries with yourself. These are possibly the most important ones. And these are the ones I nearly forgot to mention. But boundaries with yourself, what do boundaries with yourself look like? It might look like negative self-talk and you saying to yourself, every time you catch yourself saying something like mean to yourself, you're like, oh, no, no, stop. Right. And what I like to do, if I've said something that I, I deem negative, is I, again, showing my age, I imagine holding a board rubber and rubbing out the word I just said with my hand. And, I'll, and if you've ever seen me on a call, I'll, I'll literally rub the air with my hand and go, nope, delete, delete, delete. And then I'll change it. Oh my God, I'm so rubbish. I still, I can't do that. Okay. Just change it to like, oh, I can't do that yet. And I'm willing to give it a try. Just that little word yet changes the energy of everything. God, I'm so rubbish. I haven't done it. I haven't learned how to do it yet. Okay. Instead of it being, oh yes, you are really rubbish. You've now opened the door to like, oh yeah, there's opportunity. This is something that I could do more of. Yeah. And so maybe you say something negative to yourself and you say to yourself, is that really true? And you might be like, yes. And then you could be like, is it really true? And you might go, well, no, it just happened once. And then you ask yourself, can you think of any times when that hasn't been true? And you might be like, well, perhaps. And again, it just takes you out of that energy of that spiral of decline of, you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. Oh, this is really terrible. And instead it pattern interrupts and it's like, yes, that is terrible. And there's something you can do about it. And just that, like that change of direction, that change of focus is enough to go, okay, now, of course, if you want to feel sorry for yourself and if you want to say terrible things about yourself, absolutely give yourself permission to do that. And then maybe after after you've felt the intensity of it, you could say, is that really what I want to spend my life doing? 
Is that really the relationship I want to have with myself? And hopefully the answer will be no. And then you can choose to do something different next time. Or you come back much quicker the more you practice like interrupting those patterns and just changing that, well, changing that record. Because sometimes those thoughts that we have, that I'm not good enough ones, often they're not even our thoughts. They sound like our thoughts because we hear it in our voice, but we hear it in our voice because we've said it so many times to ourselves. But usually it comes from a parent or from a teacher or from a spiritual leader or from a friend from when we were younger and we've just carried that pattern forevermore. And we've just repeated it so often, we think it's our, we think it's our words. And often it's not. Okay, so is this true? Is there a time when this hasn't been true? Okay. Boundaries with yourself also look like, okay, I'm not going to scroll for, you know, through whatever social media platform you're on for the rest of the night. And then you find yourself doing it. No, 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 no. That's not a very good boundary. Set that boundary. Put some app on your phone that turns everything off or do whatever you need to do. Or don't make that promise to yourself. Perhaps a boundary looks like not reconnecting with an ex, whether that's a romantic partner or a friendship. Perhaps it looks like not putting up with a behaviour that you don't like. You know, so where are those boundaries you need to have with yourself, those promises that you make to yourself that you have to keep? You have to become loyal to yourself. And I don't often lay down the law. <laughs> I mean, it might sound like I am. I'm, I'm a little bit bossy sometimes, but I'm usually like, oh yeah, you know, take what works for you, chuck away the rest. But this is something that I really fundamentally believe is that you have to be loyal to yourself and you have to be true to your own word. Because when you're, if you think about people that lie to us, we don't trust them. And when we lie to ourselves, oh, I'm going to go to bed before midnight. And then you don't you stop trusting yourself. So when you go to make a decision, you go to make that decision and then you don't trust yourself. So you have to go and ask lots of other people for their advice or you stay in that energy of like, should I? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm not really sure. Should I? Not really sure. Okay. When we can be true to ourselves, when we can start to have clearer boundaries with ourselves, when we tell ourselves the truth, don't have to tell anyone else, but when you tell yourself the truth, you start to trust yourself, which means you make better decisions, which means that you are confident to make those decisions you need to make. You can put those boundaries in place and mean them with yourself, with other people, whether it's around your materials, your emotions, your intellect, your energy, whatever it is, you put that energy back in balance, which is what the energy of the full moon that we're in right now, like slash Saturday but that's the energy that you might really be feeling right now. So because it is that full moon energy, I thought it'd be a really good time to look at like relationships and boundaries and that energy of justice. Are you getting out what you put back? And like I say, it doesn't always have to be 50-50. And I think that's why for me, that Libra energy is very much about harmony. It's about finding your own rhythm. It doesn't mean I've given you 50 pence, you now have to give me 50 pence obviously in terms of energy. Um, it might be that sometimes you give someone 50 quid and they can only give you 50p. But then as time goes on, they then repay you with 75 pounds and you give them five pounds back. Yeah. And so it is always a give and take, but to make sure that there is 
giving and there is receiving. Okay. And that it's not just someone else always take, take, taking and you giving, giving, giving. Okay. So let me know what resonated in all of that for you. Um, I know I have a tendency to go off on tangents, but hopefully that was you know fairly aligned. Um, so yeah, this is about you getting really honest. It's about making yourself feel safe and secure so that you can put those boundaries in place. And just asking yourself, where are you leaking your energy? Where are you leaking that power? And what can you do to duct tape your cauldron, to weld your cauldron back? And we'll do that through boundaries. So come over into our community over on Circle, or you can access it through my website and just click the link community. And let me know what you thought of this episode. What resonated for you? What are you going to try? Do you know those people that do drain your energy? And if you couldn't work it out from like material, emotional, intellectual, was it a value issue? I'll be very interested to know whether it, you know, whether you experienced that that value issue as the one that you often miss. <laughs> or maybe that really is just me. So thank you for joining me. Happy full moon. Celebrate that full moon energy is shining on you, filling you up with all of the good stuff. Um, sometimes it shines a light too much because it's like a spotlight shining on you. And right now it's it's shining on justice. It's shining on relationships. It's shining on balance and harmony. So if any of those areas are out of balance in your life right now, they you might feel a little bit hypersensitive to them. So just go back through these exercises and they'll help you find your own rhythm, find your own balance again. So thank you again for joining me and I will speak to you again very soon.